0: Welcome, friends, to the FTCO podcast, where we dive deeper in our trips, unpack tips, and everything in between. The one who holds the torch key is your host. Get ready for your ears to go on a trip with your favorite group of friends.
1: All right. Welcome back to Friends of Carry On podcast today. We have four friends here today. I'm Jim. I'm Tony. I'm Walt. And I'm Brian. And today we want to chat about uh, when you first get to a city you're traveling to, how to get acquainted with it. So uh, one of the things that we like to do is sign up for the free walking tours, They're usually an hour and a half, two-hour tours in the old section of the city. One of the uh, the brand or tour guide that we tend to favor is called Sandman. They take you around and go through all the. Highlights of, the, of the, that part of the city, and you get a lot of good information from them. I know Tony, we we've both gone on them, and, and uh, I assume Walt has. I'm not sure if Brian has or not. I have not. But, uh, what are some of the reasons you or we tend to tend to do
2: that? Yeah, so one of the things I love about it is, and it, it's crazy. So you know, using your European flights, you land at some either ungodly hour of the morning <laughs> or 10 o'clock in the morning. We literally most of the time now try to book a free walking tour that afternoon one you're trying to acclimate to your time right so you want to get kind of on the european time and the best way too is you know stay up late as much as you can and and having something to do so the walking tour is great for that the best thing too about it though is they give you you know the ins and outs of where you're at not only do you get to see a lot of the sites that are around and get familiar with it, but you actually get acclimated with the city. And you know, since we love to stay in Airbnbs, we're usually staying in the heart of the cities, so we we kind of get familiarity with where we're staying, where everything's at. So it makes getting around you know the next few days that you're there so much easier. And I find them just phenomenal. I mean, I don't think we've been on a bad one. So do you do you book those prior to getting to the city? Most of the time we do. You, you can, yeah. uh, but
1: because of the, the nature of them being free, other than them filling up, you can usually show up and go. And yeah. you can, they don't cost anything. You, uh, there, sometimes there's a registration in some of the busier ones. But sometimes they'll have several going on at the same time. When you get, it's usually at like a a center spot, like a square or something. Sandman, they're red, so they have like a red umbrella so you can find them very easily. And they'll have English speaking ones, they'll have, depending on what the country, French or Spanish or or whatever it is. But you find your tour, and and like I said, it depends. Like I'm going on one Monday to Zurich, and it would just show up. But I know the ones in Barcelona, it, it recommended registered ahead of time, so it just depends. Probably the day of the week matters. It's busier probably on weekends. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah. That
0: type of stuff. Yeah,
2: it's one of those. If you want to guarantee, you're going to get it, register register before, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. free. And I, we say that free, but you have a tour guide, and they but they <coughs> tell you you know you tip me. What do you feel the value is? I mean, I'm sure there's some people that don't feel any kind of value. They don't tip. Again, I don't think we've had any bad experiences. There's been better tour guides than others, right? But
1: but in most cases, they're, they're younger people who are, you know, it's a good way for them to make a living while maybe they're going to school or whatever. And they sit, they do a really good job, job of training them. So they really, they have to pass tests on the local history and that type of stuff. But they're trained to have personality, to, to kind of go out of the way to make it fun and but more importantly, informational. So you learn what's going on
0: there. So are these guys or and girls that are the tour guides? Are they are they paid by the local governments? You said it's free, Mm-mm. or are they just living on tips? Is that kind of they're living on
1: tips? So they got to earn it. Uh, it's it's uh, the one we prefer, Sandman. and There are others, and you'll see other different color umbrellas or whatever marks marks them for meeting up for the tours. And they all seem to be at the same places and all that type of stuff. But we just had a lot of luck with Sandman. But they'll tell you up front that they're just paid by tips, so, but they gotta earn it too. At the same time, it's just like anything else—you do a good job, and and I've always loved the tip. Uh, they, they, you know, i, I got. I'm whatever. not sure how Sandman's makes money. But well, that's what I don't know. They ask? I'm, I'm,
2: a, I'm guessing they do it through affiliations and. Well, wait, you know, well you know. it's that, but it's it's now what they do to make that's money true, the is they are offering pay towards
1: later in the day. So you could go on a pub crawl or this foodie tour or a tapas tour or four haunted and You know, it depends. Every city's a little different. So the right. tours aren't always the same, but then those cost money, but you're getting whatever they're offering for. You're getting a, a tour into the, the restaurants, and then they'll have food for you or samplings. The, the free tours, the walking tours, you're not actually going into the museum. You're going outside. Maybe it's the palace or or the special museum or whatever, and they're telling you all about it, but you're not actually going in and touring those. Right. So they're just they're just
2: acquainting you with the city. But another good thing about I mean, Madrid was a prime example. They they take you around, they show you where all the touristy things that you would probably want to check off if you're only going to go to Madrid for one time. You know, when you go a few times you don't, <laughs> you don't care too much, but after, on your first track, if you think you're never going to go back, it's one of those things that they can show you everything that you would want to see. And then they also give you tips. Hey, if you want to cut that line, you know, like in Paris the first time they said, just get a, get the pass I mean if you're going to hit three or four museums anyway, just get this pass because you're going to be able to cut all of those lines, go straight to the front, get in, and it's going to save you money anyway. if you're going to go to right. one place, then that makes sense, but. They give you a lot of insight too. That when you take that, those tours, that if you haven't had the time or didn't, you're not a person who likes to research where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get firsthand
0: information right there. So, how long does it take? You know, how long are the tours typically? Are they a couple hours or?
2: Yeah, two, two to four hours, probably right. Yeah, at least one half two hours, and, and sometimes a little more. That one in Madrid was like a, every bit of three three and a yeah. half. I mean, well. It, it,
1: some of the guys are pretty talkative. So yeah. <laughs> and and if you've got an interactive group that's sitting there and you're in front of you know some palace or whatever and they get talking and asking questions, it, it can slow it down. And and the more it's interactive and people are asking as you're walking down the street, it just sort of bogs down and not that it bogs down in a bad way. But you just, just having fun, fun. Yeah. So, you're having fun, and just so it takes longer. Suppose you have somebody who's real dry, and just bam bam bam, all the spots, it, it, yeah. you know, you be over at no time. Well,
2: that guy, I've not experienced that, it's, yeah. Then that was well, the first one, though. They also, it was hot. I mean, it, it's 100 degrees in Madrid in yeah. July, and yeah. yeah. they actually stopped for a place to get refreshments. Yes. And everybody got a different. One. Now, they didn't pay for it, it's not included, so you have to go and get it stuck but they just took a break. Yeah, they took, it was like a half hour break, whatever it was, it? yeah, go get something and grab it. Uh, I think on that same tour,
1: I think it was Madrid, we came up around some corner and uh, the guy was going to talk and the person <laughs> in the apartment above started yelling at
2: him. I mean, did he turn on some music? Oh yeah, he was so annoyed. He literally got, I mean, we're going like 1980s boombox type of thing. <laughs> put it on the little balcony to blare music to try to over-talk, over-talk to our, the guy our who was talking. And this is the thing. So we were thinking, all right, well, this is, you know, a local who's just annoyed of all the tourists coming through, and we were talking to our guy, and he goes, no, 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 that guy's airbnb in it. He doesn't live here. I go this tour all the time. He's never here. He's just pissed because we're annoying his vacation for a couple and hours. hours. Oh, he, yeah, well,
1: oh, he was he mad. Was, <laughs> obviously, it was a, a kind of a special historic point uh, <laughs> up in it's an alley, so you going to see when, when the guy's coming, he's got 23 people, so he's kind of Talking loud or shouting, and it's right under his balcony. But at the same time, I got bringing out the radio and blaring and yelling, and then the guys—the
2: funniest thing is he was talking over top of it, he, oh, yeah. and he just kept talking, he just louder. Kept talking louder, louder.
1: He was, he was our guy was really flamboyant. Too. it was it was kind of he was funny. enjoying
0: it. It um, was funny. funny. So, there
3: are local people with local history and local knowledge of whatever city you're in is the thing that I like about yeah you know
2: and two of the one of the it's been unique in that I've had both experiences, like somebody who was born, raised, who gives the tour, but then I've also had a situation where we had a guy who not American, he was Canadian who had relocated, but he's been there for twenty years, oh. you know, and is very familiar with the city, so it was kind of getting a little bit different flair you know, right on the city, but he knew everything about it. He'd been on so many tours himself, and then now he's very acclimated to the city, but he's also, you know, from North America. Was, you know, so it's just a different feel for him. Right. So and, you and get and different people You know, And I've met
1: some that are, I don't know specifically their nationality, they could speak English, but they were students who had traveled to one city or another, and then they decided they're there for the summer. So they're doing this. This is their job for the summer. But then they, but they've done these same things in other cities. Might have been in Lisbon, and for last summer they were in Lisbon doing it. And now they're in Madrid or wherever. So they kind of bounce around. But when they get there, they get trained. They really learn the. you they know it's about tips. They so have you're a not sense giving good information
0: how to do it already. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's pretty neat. And with Sandman's in most of the major cities, they're even in New York and
2: in some
0: here. Yeah. Oh, they've
2: expanded everywhere. They've had so much success. They're in yeah. so many European cities, but they're yeah. now in the US too. Yeah, they're,
0: yes. Uh, I think that, they started in Europe. Uh, I would imagine that's where you know, got a yeah. week so. so are they there seven days a week? You Should look at their yeah, schedule. You can look at the schedule. It's yeah. posted.
2: It's not always because it depends on the location. If you get yeah. into Venice in the middle of the summer, they're every day. Yeah.
0: Right. They're
2: okay. multiple times a day. Because there's 50,000 people there. Okay. Right. And,
1: and I'll be honest, I don't remember when we, in Madrid ones, what their schedule was. But having looked up for Zurich next week, since so I'm going to be by myself and, and never been there, I wanted to do one of these tours. And I'm going to be there on a Monday. And they had it, you know, 11 o'clock, just like we do every other day of the week. So
0: they're in Zurich. Anyhow, they're running every day of the week. Okay. And so that's this time of year. It's March. So describe to me how that works so that they might take 30 people in a group. Do they corral you in a roped-in area and it's like, okay, I'm at 30 people and
2: here we go? They do have limits. And, that, and we've been sometimes, you know, again, that's where they say hey, if you're reserved, right? So they'll sometimes cap it out. But we've been in situations too where they've literally just gotten on the phone. Right. There's another guy down there in like and 15 minutes.
1: And they <laughs> give out numbers so that they can count, so they know, hey, we've got this many people, okay. and then they'll say, zero to, to 40, you're over here, and 41 to 80, you're with this guy. Gotcha. So it separates them, and
3: everybody gets to go, but it's at the same time, at the same place. That like scenario that. happened to us when we were in Dublin for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Like, the groups were filling up so fast, like they were literally on the phone calling other God, guys man. to come in. Yeah. yeah. Quite common yeah. in big yeah. cities and big moments. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to see the city. I mean, I'm a huge fan. For I mean, I've. I,
2: it's funny. So you go to the various travel sites and you, you look at reviews on them. I mean, most of the time, if you look at the salmon, they'll get high reviews, but there's always somebody who goes, Oh, they say it's free. It's not free. I had to tip the guy. Like, you don't have to tip them. Yeah, Nobody no, says you have to. They're making you. <laughs> Just because you felt guilty and you paid, don't, don't give a bad review, right? I mean, it's like right. it was just kind of funny. I remember reading that, going, "What? Nobody makes you pay?" Right? right. Like, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think when I mean again, all of them have been phenomenal. With my very first trip to Europe, my first landing was in Venice, and we did the Sandman's tour. And I was I was hooked from I didn't know who Sandman's was. Terry booked it. Mm-hmm. But it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And Then that ended up turning into we went back to the same guy again to do the the you know the tapas or the pincha right. tour, right? Which was phenomenal, uh, just absolutely phenomenal.
0: So, do you find if you go back to the same city a second time, feel like doing the Sandman tour again? I have, and it, it's been worth it each time. I know Barcelona. I've been a couple times. Uh, the first
1: time with we were uh, Tony and, and Gary and Jim Reed and all of them. Actually, I was late. Teresa and I were late getting to it, so we had to catch up. And in trying to track it down, we were coming, still coming across the site, so we found a museum we wanted to go into. And, but anyhow, so we, we had a benefit even though we were late for the first part of it. But the next time we came back, we did it again just because you react to me. It was a couple of years. And, and the thing is that the guides still give you little tidbits. Little places to go or whatever. And the second time I came back was with Ribble and his son, and, and then my daughter Lauren. And we were staying in the Gothic part, which is right where mm-hmm. everything was. And we had a, a, a female who was given, you know, she gave us a couple of restaurants to go to, but she gave us, she was also staying in, in a similar area. And she's, and we're just like, where do the locals go to hang out for, for nightlife and all this? And she said, you need to go to, to St. Marie's. And she sort of told us where it was. So we eventually tracked it down. She said, it's a good time for the locals to go. She didn't really elaborate any further than that. <laughs> like so, you know, hey, we're game, and, and uh, our kids were, were excited to go and there. They were just already graduating from college. So so we go in this place, and, and it's got a good vibe and all. And, and you know, when you first go in a place, everything's dark, it's dark. It, it, you don't really pick up on some of the stuff that maybe you should be picking up on. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and then as we, we sort of set away and move to the back of the bar we're noticing the wallpaper is all this 1950s various versions of, of Mary in, in the biblical sense and, and the, uh, the baby Madonna and, and all this and, and that kind of stuff all over and it's like well that's kind of weird and, and then we realized they had karaoke that night, That, but, but then it, it but some of it was displayed in not the most appropriate way for, for Mary and, and, and the baby and the Madonna and all that type of stuff. And then you realize that the karaoke starts, and the guy doing it is actually a transvestite. He's it's a guy dressed up as a woman, and it, and it just sort of went crazy from there. They had little kid and Barbie dolls mounted on the wall in various different positions. Guys. So it was. <laughs> it's a little nuts, uh, especially when you're in there with your daughter and, and all so. <laughs> But it was still a fun experience. And that's that was the local flavor. You just don't know what you're going to get sometimes. So, would I recommend it on TripAdvisor? No. But you don't know. And uh, But it was good to get that local flavor. So, that's,
3: you think that was a yeah. cultural thing or just. Uh,
1: I, it, that I don't know, but it was different. It was certainly I, different. I'm not, yeah,
0: I'm not, I don't know where you go to
1: find that in the States.
3: Yeah, you no, know, <laughs> that's, that's just different. Man.
2: I mean, the tours, like you were saying, though they, they bleed into so many great other tours. Absolutely. So the, the free ones are phenomenal. It's a great lay on the land, you know, and figure out where to go and where you're at. But, I mean, again, I don't know if I've been, I mean, I, I probably I haven't been on a bad tour, but I think also we've done a decent amount of research up front looking into it. and right. You know, TripAdvisor does a great job as far as the people using it and making their recommendations you gotta take some of them with a grain of salt but at least gives you a good feel for it but those tours have been phenomenal for right. us well
3: even
1: like that like we've done the, the research so we know we want to go to the markets like in madrid it's the market uh, yeah anyhow it's, it's a real good open market uh, that, san miguel san miguel yeah that they have obviously fresh fruits and vegetables and meats but you can also get little tapas and, and, and drinks and it's just a great social area so it's not so much that they take you in there, but they take you by there. So now by going by it, we already knew we wanted to go, we see where it's at. Yeah. So now when we after we go back and freshen up and say, Okay, we're going there tomorrow, we're going there at five o'clock or whatever time, we know how to get there. Yeah. So it just makes Getting around easier because you're already getting exposed to yeah. to these different locations. Yeah, you
2: get you get a feel for where you're at without worrying about getting lost. Right,
3: exactly. <laughs> was, if you walk past home. there, you might think that that was just an open shopping market, not mm-hmm. a huge open right. restaurant slash bar slash market. I mean, they right. even had seafood. Oh yeah, oh, tons of them. yeah. So we wouldn't have known that had we not done. That was food. a great yeah. You,
2: it was oh, a great time, wasn't it? You wouldn't months. know that by walking by. No,
1: I
3: would have thought it was like a shopping market. Being from would
1: yeah, just go there and yeah. get their fruit and vegetables and meat, and, yeah, which uh, they can, which, and they do. But, but yeah. there's more to it. Yeah, it makes it a
2: good The other cool thing that we noticed is it's a great way to just again meet people. Oh, I mean, okay. You know, we we all ever, all of us love to travel, and part of the reason we travel is to meet people. So. This is one of those situations where you know you run across a whole ton of people from different, you know, walks of life, to different locations, and there's been times where we've hung out with people after the tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, I
1: mean, or, or you run into them at, at a restaurant that was recommended. You to end up yeah. in the place. Hey, we know you, and then you have a couple of drinks,
3: and, and that it's happened, that's cool. happened more than once. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens frequently. <laughs> we're just good people Well, so
2: with that being said so Jim you've done several I mean I know there's a lot of them but do you have one of them that really kind of sticks out that you really enjoyed or that meant something or did more for you than the other ones well I, I, I think um, they've all been
1: good like we did Dublin a couple of years ago and that, and that was yeah. good uh, it was cold and it was windy well, yeah, it's but it was uh, in <laughs> Dublin and around St. Paddy's Day so there's a lot of good information. We went by some of the, the... None of them are bad. That's just it. It's hard to pick one good one. The Barcelona one stands out just because of some of the recommendations we got from the tour guide and places to go afterwards and, and then meeting some people that we met because they do offer food tours and pub tours afterwards. So I know both in Barcelona and Madrid, we did those. And then you get hanging hang out with these people. Now, we paid for those, but you get some good food couple of drinks, and you meet some interesting folks there. So uh, And we did it in Prague, and we've done it all over the place, and it's all been good. Yeah, so, I would say I mean, getting off the
2: free one tours, but a food tour? Mm-hmm. That Prague one was hands down, I think, one of the best. Oh, that was a, that was an incredible tour. That was absolutely good. I mean, that, those guys,
1: they were phenomenal. that phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, we, we went to, what, seven or eight different places, ate incredible fruit, food, walked the city, so we got to see the city again in places that the no, we got on board. the
2: trolley. I mean, we yeah, were all we were over. All the city. I was more impressed by the guy who could just be walked backwards the entire time talking uh, to us. What do you
3: guys think? I was like, what?
2: What I would have tripped and knocked over 30 people.
3: What do you guys think is the average mile that you would walk during one of those trips? I would say you're probably walking yeah, well, like during that tour, you probably walk in several uh, miles. Yeah, you know, he
2: actually told us on that one. I think it was like four or five. Yeah, I was gonna miles. say was, uh, I would say three to five miles easily. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee the Madrid one, we and we were all over. Yeah. We oh, that was that was a long walk. Yeah, one, absolutely. We were down by the palace and, and
1: places we yeah. I
2: mean, it's it, it good exercise, right? Yeah, oh,
3: yeah, so if you're, if you're a people person and you like to <laughs> exercise, you are great, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. So we I mean, you get your steps in. So you're not worn out by it. And then you, when you have a couple of beers and some of this great food, and the other thing is in Europe, all these foods are, are natural. So it's not all the uh, stuff we get here. Service. Like here, to go do the same thing and have the food and a few beers, I'm gaining two or three or four pounds. And usually
2: I come back after a week or so and haven't gained, you know, anything, maybe a pound. But That's what I tease. I mean, literally, I eat more decadent, drink more wine, or anything on trips, and I end up losing weight because you end up walking five, seven miles a day. Right. Yeah. If you're doing it.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. no! It's it's incredible that that works that way. And like in Prague, and this is what. They got that tour there. There were two things that, that stand out from him, other than walking backwards. I kind of forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, He's a tall, lanky guy. It was he was amazing, that. Over. but Two things from him that, that stand out. One is he was around when they were still communists. And, when, and as we walked out of the old city, we got into where it's the sort of the dank. If you think of, of communism, you think, great, there's a reason, because everything was the same color. It was all kind of right. just concrete and just square with no... Nothing that stands out architecturally. But he took us in this community, this little wine bar, Uh and they started all those same buildings, which the architecture didn't change, but they started painting. So it had color, different colors, and it was a little more vibrant. And he started talking about the the change when it happened, and they they went from communism to to a democracy. And it was amazing. They got their first McDonald's. And he (laughs) said, I know you as Americans are going to laugh at this. We got this McDonald's. Everybody, I mean, everything was just crumbling. I mean, the, the stuff they talk about socialism is all true. I mean, it's awful. No, everybody got paid exactly the same. Nobody gave a uh, crap about anything. There was no customer service. So they got at this McDonald's, and people were dressing up in suits and tuxes to yep. go to McDonald's, yep. and were amazed that people gave them stuff in a timely manner and said thank, thank you, you and <laughs> stuff like that. Stuff right. that, and especially McDonald's during. You know, Consider anymore, that was a huge deal for everybody to be able to go and get customer service. Just, just normal, what we take for granted, customer service. So, some of the stories he shared about coming from communism and all, and hearing that from somebody that lived through it, he was there from the takeover and then going through it. And then you hear some of the political discourse today, and it's just like, you go, I have no idea.
2: Yeah, it was pretty wild though. It was, it was amazing. The other thing that was really cool about him on that tour was just talking about his his experiences with how the food and the, you know, the wine and the drinks and everything that's available over the last 20 years, how much that's changed. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was just amazing. And he took us for examples on all of those things. I mean, we went from everything from just a sample, what well, we can compare it to like a deli, right? right? So right there, that was, was our stop, first right? stop, literally in an alley, in a high-top table. And these guys are in there rocking and rolling you know, you can you can see him through the glass window. I mean, it's a deli that is flying. But because he has this organized, he goes in and comes out with this platter of stuff and we just sample a, a whole variety of stuff. All the way down to when we had again in Prague beer. I mean we, that was the first place I ever seen them fill up tankers yeah, tell beer that, with man. a tanker truck.
1: Yeah, that, just, that was and that was the <laughs> second part, other the I was going to say about what he enlightened us on our white meal, and we've been drinking. It, and Prague's known for its beer. I forget right. the exact name. It's yeah.
2: Pilsner. Yeah, Pilsner. Pilsner. Pilsner.
1: Yeah. But it was great, and we had a few days or a few days before this. But and I didn't think anything about it. I really didn't have a hangover the next day. I just thought I didn't have that <laughs>
2: uh, We all know but, that wasn't true. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if you did hear that on the
1: podcast, Jim <laughs> said that was not true. <laughs> But like you was talking about the tanks, you, you, you picture these stainless steel tanks like you see here where we have a lot of breweries popping up. And you can see them at, at, if you go to a brew pub and they have their, their stainless steel tanks. And we assume that's what they was. They were just brewing their own beer. It's like that. It's like here, in the well, it's still to a degree when the gas truck or the propane tank pulls up and they, they get the hose out and they fill your, your tank up with oil or propane gas or whatever. That's what they're doing there. The, the beers fresh came right from the brewery. They pump it into these tanks, and that's what's served that day. There's no preservers or anything. That guy
2: literally got out of his pocket a piece of chalk and wrote on the stainless steel tank the date time that he yeah. filled the tank. I mean, I think the oldest beer we drank was like three days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so what?
1: It, So there's no preservers. <laughs> the preservers are what affect you as far as hangers and stuff. That's, yeah. that's or at least a big part of it. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, the other yeah. wow a
0: moment on
2: that little food tour, that's the stuff you get out of stuff, yeah. His that again, that tour was just, We could talk about that tour forever. For me, though, I'd say, and again, it's probably not thinking of the tour more than my first experience. Like the Venice tour was just phenomenal because it made me change my theory about even taking tours here in the states. Because you know, we never, I never considered doing anything like that. It was how many times I've been to a new city and didn't have any idea where I'm at, what's going on, what I should do, where I should go. Where's the food? Where do the locals go? It's never thought about it. And now I look all the time. If I'm going someplace new, I'm checking it out to see if there's any kind of free tours or, you know, $10 tour or something that's going on. Because that guy, again, was phenomenal. And again, Terry had been there before and had taken that tour. And he's like, hey, you guys need to take this. He's like, it's going to show you around, you know, Venice. And Venice is not easy to walk because there's nothing straight. I know everything curves. You think you know which way you're going and you're not. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he showed us everywhere. I mean, just literally everywhere. So we did it on the first day. I mean, we literally got off the airport. Again, as like we said, checked into the our little quaint hotel and met him up. And that's where we spent our entire day. And then from that, we decided we are going to go back to a few more places. Then hook up with him later for the, the yeah. tour. So. Yeah. That one is, is huge, and I would say second to that was probably the first one I did up in Montmartin, Paris. So, I mean, that guy just did a phenomenal job. Probably it was one of the main reasons I felt like I knew that area so well right. that when I went back, it kind of felt like home, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm staying there, what, three, four, five times? I don't even remember now, but... Where did
3: you guys meet yeah. at Montmartre? Do you meet the soccer cure or...? Where'd you meet? Where'd you meet uh,
2: I have to think. That was the first time we were there. I'm just curious. Yes. So we met literally right at the steps outside the basilica wow. at the top. Wow. Yeah, that's where we met.
3: That's for any place to meet, if not yeah. that just yeah, that. Yeah, that's my mantra, is my favorite part of yeah. Paris. I mean, when well, we stay, we stay there. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's where we, Emily and I stayed.
0: Yeah, it's a great place.
3: Now, have you, you done tours too? You said. Yeah, one of my favorite tours. I don't. I don't think it was Sandman, but it was at um, D Day, and uh, we had this little tour guide, Sophie. I can't remember her, the group she was with, but um, we did a half day tour because we had the yeah. girls, and you know, at the time I think they were like thirteen and say nine or ten, and I wish I had done the full day tour, but we did the half day tour. Because, again, holding the attention of a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. <laughs> right. So anyways, we did the tour, and I, that's one tour you've got to take if you I ever totally agree. find no. yourself in Normandy. Uh, if, you're, if you're an American, you've got to do that tour.
2: Just real quick, you took you picked up the tour the, up in Bayou, right? Yes, yes. So I would just say the, the yes. biggest lesson that anybody can learn is do not take – the giant bus tour from Paris no. to Normandy. Take okay. the train to Bayou and then pick right. up the small van tours yep. that run out of Bayou. Cause then you get like you probably what had six, eight people tops in yes. your tour.
3: Yeah, we had we had eight people in our Yeah, band.
2: that's a totally different experience than that bus tour where they got sixty people and you in <laughs> It's just mad. Or drive it's to see things. Yeah, well, they just—they're herding cattle here. Or, yeah. or drive. Yeah, you could drive. Yeah, you guys did we, drive,
3: didn't we you? We drove from Paris over a few towns, and we we stayed about an hour from Normandy. Oh, wow. And then went to Bayou, and we, we were near Monet's garden. I can't remember that yeah. place. They it was a beautiful. There oh man. Yeah. We stayed at a. Yeah, we we actually five, stayed at a chateau that was built in like 1092 or something right. by monks. Yeah. So. Romantic, But uh. But getting back to that Normandy tour, you've got to do it. And when we got back home, we were there for 10 or 12 days with the girls. So just out of, in normal conversation, I'm like, which was your favorite day? And everyone, including Tracy and myself, said the Normandy tour was by far the best day of our trip. And we went to, you know, Lenar Valley, you know, so and seen some pretty good Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
2: Uh, I do have a pretty cool story there, but I don't know if you i have told you guys that or not, but same Eric's not here. Oh, you're so I've done it tw- th- three times now. So the first time was all planned out, and yeah, you know, we're catching the train from, from Paris, and I got lost. Literally got lost at the train station because you know we're going through the the metros, and, and it's, it's Gardonore, and so you where the train, and it's early in the morning, so not everything's opening. So where I knew to get. You know, from the metro to the train station was closed. So you had to walk outside and then go up around the block. But I didn't know that. Right. By the time we figured it out, we missed the train. So, of course, we missed our tour. We're like, all right, what are we going to do? We're in Bayou. So we literally meandered around, found a taxi who took us over to <laughs> Normandy, dropped us off. It's in the middle of nowhere. So oh, yeah. there's not like a taxi stand. Yeah so they just drop us off he just drops us off in the parking lot not even at the museum just in the middle of the parking lot okay well I don't know where we're at where do we go I'm like I see ocean let's go that direction (laughs) who were you with (laughs) it was me Shelly and Eric That was it so we're on the where the tours usually go we're complete because you know they end up down at the museum we're (laughs) further we're we're further I guess east from the, the museum so it's middle of nowhere we walk down there's not a soul I mean not a person and I got to tell you, when I walked on the sand for the first time, it was, it was one of those. This was a little eerie, but it was it was very surreal, very cool. Oh, yeah. But end of the day, though, so we, we're meandering around, and you know, we're trying to find our tour, figuring well, how we already paid for it. We'll just jump in on the back, and know what, I have no idea where they are. I mean, they're probably miles and miles away from us at this point. So we end up back at the museum, and we're wandering around, and we're like, um, how are we going to get back to the train station? There's not cabs out here. Like I don't know. All right, and it's almost closing time. The museum closes at five, it's like quarter till five. I'm like, uh oh. And there's nothing. There's there. nothing. There. There's nothing. You're, you're there's not even no close work. to anything. There's nothing. And where the miles. museum is, you're not even close to hotels. I mean, you're miles away from. It. So I walk in the museum, and I go up to the counter. I was like, "Can somebody call us a cab?" And they're just like, "It's gonna take an hour for a cab to even get here." We're like, so I'm speaking my my terrible broken French, right? Mm-hmm. And then. You know, the the girls were fabulous. And then all of a sudden, this guy steps forward. And he's an Englishman who's been living in Bayou, married a a girl from Bayou, been living there for 15 years, and he does the tour.
0: He's like, Well, how many of you?
2: I'm like, Well, there's just three of us. He's like, You got bags? I was like, No, just just my camera bag. He goes, I live on the other side of Bayou. I'll take you. Like, seriously? Sure. He's like, Just go out and sit on the, on the, on the, you know the wall out there, I'll come by and pick you up. We're like, okay. So I come walking out, and here's Eric and Shelly, and they're like, Did you get us a ride or a cab? I'm like, nah, not really. I'm like, what? They're like, did you get us a ride? I'm like, yeah, I think. It's like, not <laughs> sure. Don't know. I think so. <laughs> Next you know, this guy pulls up on a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh that's gonna be a long ride back to Bay <laughs> But then while we're while we're sitting there, though, right before he pulls up, you know, the girls that were in there were walking by and they were like, Oh, many Tony, hello and she goes, You were there like 15 minutes. How did you <laughs> no have I'm like, well, I, I think I look desperate. And I think so they just felt bad for me. I was like, so <laughs> but yeah, he pulls up on the golf cart, we jump in, and what was and this is why I said you always do this kind of stuff because you just never know what happens. He gives us kind of like the behind the scenes quick tour. Of the area, right? And so we go to the caretaker's place. I mean, that's where the employee parking is. So he kind of meanders around through the golf cart, just kind of shows us around. Three of us jump in his you know, little cart, and then he doesn't take the same road back to Bayou that we took on the cab. He meanders on us all kinds of cool parts of the countryside, and then we, we pull into Bayou, and then we're talking. I said, look, we want to grab a couple bottles of wine because it's a three-hour train ride back to, to Paris, and you know maybe some cheese or something. He's like, ah, great place. Go in there. You know, you know, Mention my name. I was like, oh, "Okay." And We literally walked in, and he, goes, he literally asked us how many we want. He picks up three bottles of wine, and then I even said, do you have any cups? Sure. And he goes in the back and comes out with some cups, opens our bottles of watch because we didn't have bottle openers. <laughs> he opens them all, snaps the corks back in him, and then we just walk around the city for, you know, another fifteen minutes and just meander back to the train station. So we didn't get our true tour. So I know Eric and Shelly still want to go back and do the tour, but it was a totally different type would of tour. Trade. I wouldn't no, trade that story forever. No, yeah. It was phenomenal. It was just a, a phenomenal I mean I was way sidetracked, but it was one of those things that To this day it was like one of the best
0: experiences we've ever had
3: yeah it makes me think you know like you know growing up in history class you always heard about how rude and arrogant the french are i found that that to be just the opposite they're very friendly and helpful if you're friendly and helpful sure yes and the last time i was in france i was with sophie my oldest daughter and she speaks fluent french and they were encouraging me to, to speak French, you know, they were like, why doesn't your father speak French? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she just shook her head, like, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> but
1: um, but they're, they're very friendly, um, despite what you hear. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's the case anywhere. I mean, even though our reputation is rude Americans, when we get yeah, there, yeah. people think that and they're like, well, you're really nice or whatever. And that's the case with most people. No, no, I mean, obviously, I there's exceptions, but that's human nature. It's not necessarily American, French, or right. Spanish, or whatever. It's just there's going to be jerks out there. Mm-hmm. But most people are, 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 you know, majority are pretty nice and, and they are welcoming. And then most, and that's the thing about Europe, English is taught. To the majority of the people, so they, they can at least communicate with you to some degree. If you have no, we highly encourage everybody to learn the, the normal thank yous, hi, the like some basics, and if you can learn more than that, even better. But uh, but they can typically communicate with you, so don't yeah, especially your area. That yeah, that's never an issue,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the unusual spots, a little less English. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's for sure. And sometimes
1: you get up there, you don't know what's coming. It's like, oh boy, what, what did we just order? <laughs> they start smiling. You're like, uh, you yes, get a little chuckle. Good smile.
3: Yeah. A little chuckle, like, oh my. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. Jim, you, you guys are going over to London, mm-hmm. right? You're heading out Sunday. I know you can't speak how it's going to be, but one of the cool things that you guys are doing, which is kind of part of a tour, right? It's an organized event, but it's again it's one of those things that you can't really do without. Is the, ex- the exchange of the keys on the London Bridge, right. which is pretty cool. Right, I'm looking so. forward to it. I
1: don't know enough of the history to speak intelligently right now. I and mean, maybe Tony probably knows more than I do,
2: but that is going to be an exciting tour. Yeah, I, I look to you, have to, you have to you have to sign up for that. Yeah, like six months in advance. Yeah, you can't just show up for that. Luckily, our, our I mean, They may do like 15 or 20
0: people at yeah. night.
1: Jim Reed signed up and, and reserved like 10 or 11 spots, which he's not filling them all, but there'll be six, seven of us there. it's going to be pretty neat. Awesome. Yeah, so they do that at basically at midnight, I think. I, I, I believe, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't I want to know get into that cause I don't the know the history. That's, that's for sure. right, I'm not educated yeah. enough. To, I just mm-hmm. know I'm going, and I'm excited about
0: it. Yeah, so That's
1: pretty yeah. cool
2: and then you know we got our grease trip plan too and oh my god you know tours for this i mean it's going to be phenomenal i mean some of the excursions that we have so i mean i guess this is kind of an expansion of really of a walking tour so to speak but yeah it, the kind of tours that, that you get to that are available out there now things that you can kind of roll up into something that you would never be able to do yourself it's just amazing i mean absolutely I mean, we're doing a catamaran Late afternoon going into sunset, you know, that takes you along right. multiple beaches. You snorkel, snorkel and, you know, so. wine, food, and then it basically anchors right off of Santorini. You get to look at the island while the sun sets. I mean, that's like pretty gross. I'm not sure, but I don't know anybody. Kind of cool. <laughs> well, so, very yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I mean, I guess the other day it's kind of the tours are. You know, people think that it's very, obviously, touristy and it's cheesy, but there's a lot of benefits, I think, to them.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, just just like when, when Walt and I went in Dublin and, and there, we knew we wanted to be in the Temple Bar area, which is sort of, especially for St. Paddy's Day, where it's happening. That's downtown and near the, the university and all there. But the uh, little things, like, uh, I'm not big on, other than knowing you two Irish rockers and that type of stuff. But we come around this one corner oh, yeah. and they got this big guitar on the street corner is named for Rory Gallagher, which if you're into him, you know who he is. Right, right. I I wasn't educated, but I found out because they went into it about him. And and he is one of the, he's like the Jimi Hendrix of, of of Ireland and Europe for that matter. In fact, Jimi Hendrix bowed down to him and said, you know, somebody was giving Jimi Hendrix a compliment about being the best guitarist on know Rory Gallagher's is by far. Right, but it just come around the corner, it's there. It wasn't like a main place and a main featured place, it just happened to be there. So, you get those little nooks and crannies that uh, just sort of expand your horizon by that much. You know, I don't know what it did for me, it was still a pretty cool
3: cool little experience to find that out. And by the way, like two doors up from that spot, you too was discovered, right? But he was more. Impressed and <laughs> praising Roy <laughs> than you, too. Yeah, as an Irishman, it's just for kind of sure. Right. But but,
1: yeah. but and if you haven't brought that up, I've forgotten about it. But, <laughs> yeah. but it was a bookstore, and then when they were high school band, they were invited to a competition there, and they won this competition. And that just sort of took them from there. <laughs> of Yeah, it was like a battle
3: of Bands.
1: <laughs> but then they came back and bought a section of that area YouTube does and has a big bar there now. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. A, See, those are things you you don't get the uh, advisor.
2: Know that it's no. You know, and again, it, it's, we were talking about before, it, it's the, you go on the, some of the free stuff and it, it leads you into, yeah, even though you pay money, it's still well worth it. And, and one of the greatest things I think that came out of our Barcelona one trip, mm-hmm. we did a paid tour to go to Montserrat, you know, the monastery, and then mm-hmm. do the tour of Cordonou, which is if not the largest one of the largest cava, you know, kind of champagne, Spanish version of champagne. Wineries that are there, where well, our tour guide was phenomenal. And he was just great. And then we're on our bus ride back and that area of Spain is uh, Catalonia and I hadn't been there. So I would, yeah. you know, in, so they're they're infamous for their tapas, right? Of course. And we'd already done multiple phenomenal tapas, but I wanted to do, like, hey, where's a great place to have, like, a, a traditional Cataloon meal, you know, like a true meal. Not like the tapas, but, you know, you're going to do a sit-down. How would you do it? He goes, ah, one of my best friends is the chef at uh, United. Yeah, it's Kila. I had to go look it up. Kila. Uh, we, yeah. did, we couldn't find it for actually years. <laughs> yeah, we knew where it was. We couldn't really, it was it. one of
1: the most incredible meals I've it, ever
2: had. But so this is an experience, again, you wouldn't normally get. He took his business card and he literally wrote, and I, I can't read Spanish, but he wrote it, he goes, Hey, we we'll just go in and give this to the chef. So we book our reservation. And of course it's, it's Spain in June or July and your first seating is eight o'clock. So we were a little nervous. So we get the first seating at eight o'clock cause there's six of us. And you know, that's, that's kind of a big table. So they put us all the way in the back right by the kitchen. We walk in. There's nobody there. It's real. empty. We're like, oh, I'm not sure how much yeah, yeah, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> of your recommendation got here, but hey, we're here, why not? Right. <laughs> so we got back there, but literally in like fifteen minutes, half hour, place right. is completely right. packed. Right. The difference being is we're in the back of the room, the tables turned over probably two or three times. We didn't leave until almost midnight. We're and we were for there for hour. four hours. And what was cool, so they came out and they gave all these menus, and again, they kind of were speaking some broken English, which well, we can still understand that. But finally, I was getting ready to go to the card, and she looked and she saw it, and she goes, "Ah!" And I was like, "Yeah, I was told." It. Hold on a second. Later, she goes in the kitchen. Everything changed. Thirty seconds the later, menus. we weren't looking sh- off the menus anymore. Chef comes out, introduces himself, and he's like, well, "What would you guys? What, what do you guys want to do?" And I basically explains, like, "Look." We just want to have carte blanche. We don't want anything, whatever on the menu. We want you to treat us to a true Catalan food, you know, kind of family style. Whatever's easiest for you. We just want to enjoy and, and have something that you would do. He loved it. Came back, and I want to tell you, he, it just kept coming, oh, yeah. and it was just we giant no family so- style servings of everything. And then one of the most impressive things is, I mean, we started off. We were drinking mixed drinks. We were drinking wine we had pairings we did all this stuff and then we get to dessert there's so many desserts he's like let me decide there were six of us they had like seven desserts on the menu and mm-hmm. he literally comes out with like a platter of each of each for all of us I mean, <laughs> small pieces incredible meal small pieces but he didn't want us to have to pick so he gave us a piece a tasting of all i of mean them. the meats the everything was just the most it was incredible decorative. Exactly. it was it was it was and we finished, finished, you know not, i'm not gonna <laughs> call
3: like, that was in Barcelona, Barcelona oh but
2: so goodness. you're not you're not down where jim stayed the last yeah. time in yeah, the we gothic Quarter, which is you know right down by the beach right you're more up into uh, i don't know the areas yeah, now forget is, but that's where we're
0: supposed to where we're yeah
2: but oh my god it was just it's like yeah, I, really I kept thinking really and then we got the bill. There
0: for three or four hours. So I don't even. Yeah.
2: It. Let's just say it was extremely reasonable. Yes. Yeah. For for three, couple, six people to have <laughs> that,
1: like, that kind of food just brought out and wine constantly coming back out. I mean, they were filling it up and bringing it back it's
2: out. Kind of, and then desserts. I mean,
0: so we, like we, seven courses. I mean, oh yeah, was, we said forever. We're like crazy. I
2: I I've never had a meal. So, like so like that. Who,
0: who was the person that wrote on the card? It
3: was our tour guide. Tour guide.
2: <laughs> so again, tours. It was just, his. the chef was one of his best friends.
0: Yeah. And all you did was ask him.
2: I asked uh, him for, uh, we uh, want we a true catalan oh, yeah. food. Yeah. He goes, oh, this is where you need to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And what was awesome, it was only about three, four blocks from walk block from our hotel. It was a huge city. I mean, he didn't know where we were. Staying. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. I mean, oh, this is perfect. And to this day, it's funny. I'll, I'll tease him to, to the day oh. they die. So there was three couples and then four other guys. Right. Yeah, but there go. Say, they weren't with. Yeah, so it. I tease them to this day because they were like, "No, nah, you couples go do your thing. We're gonna go do your thing." Like, all right, sure. Because we could have, but for all of us, we came back and we're like, "You guys missed out." Yeah, I'm right. just here to tell <laughs> you.
1: They ended up some Albanian bar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good story, I'm it's sure. But, story, but yeah, I'm sure they
0: had a
2: good time. I promise you, your food was not anywhere right. near where ours was. <laughs> that's awesome. <Wow>. That's great. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, yeah so. for me, the, the thing is the tours are awesome and they lead to so many other events that come out from those that,
0: yeah, I would highly recommend them yeah, we, every first, chance you get.
1: Absolutely. Any city so we go to, especially if we haven't been there before, we're trying to, to, to do one of those
0: tours. So highly recommend Yeah. And it sounds like the, one of the main things you might want to try to do is to interact with the tour guide personally for sure. and start asking some questions Rather than just tagging along on it, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you get a report, and, and they're willing to share anyhow. You just have to pull you, know, you don't really have to pull it out, on but you got to interact. You're not interacting, and mm-hmm. asking questions, you're not going to get those tips. Yeah, absolutely.
3: City. So, do you Google Sandman tours? Is that to mm-hmm. the absolutely. city? Yeah. Yeah. to the city. Because I mean, I'm with you really, guys. So, I never if you go should.
2: straight to the Sandman sites, they'll they'll literally break down for you every place they are. They'll even give you the schedule of their free tours and the schedule of all the paid tours tours. and and sandman just for
3: the listeners it's sand and then an e before man so it's like sandy man or s-a-n-d-e-m-a-n because you said something earlier i'm even going to start doing that in the state yeah Yeah. they're starting to get i don't know if they're every city it's basically zero they're the big cities i mean
2: i know i know they're in a couple cities in california yeah i know new york city in new york I would even t- go, I would be curious to take the New York one. Yeah. As much as I've been to New York and know New York, oh, yeah. I would just love to see what what the tour would say. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: If there isn't anything else, I think uh, hopefully it gives us, our, our listeners, a, a good idea of, of our value that we see in, in walking tours and getting a lay of the land to, at the various cities you go to. So
2: is there anything else to add? Yeah, I think that's it. Other than, uh, you know, again, we encourage everybody to get out and travel. And then when you get there, check out some tours and get a lay of the land and have fun while you're there. Absolutely. That wraps up (laughs) another uh, podcast from Friends That Carry On. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week.
0: Be sure to join the Friends next week with another great podcast. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. You can also find the Friends and other content on www.friendsthatcarryon.com. Or check us out on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook by searching Friends That Carry On. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to carry on, friends.